Good morning. Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer on this Monday morning, October 18th, where I'm coming to you from outdoors, a little bit of a makeshift studio this morning. I hope you'll be able to hear me fine, see me fine, and so on. We're starting a new series today, and we're going to be looking over the next couple of weeks at why people forsake the faith, why they walk away from the faith. You might know people who once were active with you in church or youth group, or you might even have a son or daughter, a other relative that has walked away from the faith and it's puzzling. You wonder why, what was behind it? And we want to try and spend some time and think about these things so that A, we might be able to figure out how to help them back to the Lord and B, we might also be more wise and careful in how to help prevent others from walking away from the Lord as well. Dare I say, even ourselves, that we would be aware and alert to traps and schemes of the evil one that could keep us, that, that might one day entrap us. We want to be aware. Paul says we are not ignorant of the devil's schemes. I'm afraid a lot of people are. We don't want to be. But before we get into some of the reasons, and we'll start tomorrow on why people walk away from the faith, this always raises the question, is my salvation secure? I'm asked, Tom, I'm asking Kim this last time, Tom, do you believe once saved always saved? And often the reason I'm asked this question is because someone has walked away from the Lord, maybe even denying the Lord, not even just lukewarm or backsliding, but denying the Lord, maybe even becoming a skeptic, an atheist, or something of this nature, who once was actively involved in church or youth group, and particularly this is common amongst young people. And I hate to say it, but we even see popular musicians, and even some Christian leaders who seem to be walking away or have walked away from the faith, and it is troubling. It is unsettling, no doubt about it. And it causes us to wonder, A, what happened to them, but B, well, what about me? Is my salvation secure? And I'd like to share some verses today that I think can give us that assurance of our own salvation. We'll start with John 5, verse 24. Jesus said, He who hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. I like how many of these words are past tense. Jesus says, he, You have, pa have passed out of judgment, have come to eternal life. Jesus said, If you believe in him, if you hear his words and believe him who sent you, you have eternal life. So he passed out of judgment, past tense, passed, come into eternal life, present tense. How long does eternal life last? Last. See, eternal life is not something we get when we die. Eternal life is not something we'll get in the future. Jesus said we have eternal life, John 5 verse 24. Eternal life lasts a long time. It's not temporary life. It's, it, it is eternal. It's something we can be secure in. John, later in the book of 1 John, chapter 5, verse 13, also writes this. He'd written the book. He says, These things I've written to you who believe in the Son of God, the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. God wants us to know we have eternal life. He doesn't want us to be living in constant fear that we could lose it. I liken this, you know, I, I know people say to me, particularly Muslims say to me, I 
They were saying to me last week in, in North Carolina, if you believe you're already forgiven, well, you're just going to go out and sin all the more. Well, that is if you have a workspace salvation. But if you understand grace, which they don't, and we do, if you understand grace and the love of God, to me, and that's like saying, you know, if a husband says to his wife, honey, I'll always love you. Uh, you'll always be my bride. I, uh, I'll always be faithful to you. That she says, really? Oh, good. Then I think I'll go out and commit adultery on you. No, love begets love. When we understand the love of God and are secure in his love for us, and we, and we, are, we understand his commitment to us and that we have eternal life, if you have a works-based salvation and you're only trying to be good out of hopes that someday you'll earn your way into heaven, well then, yeah, you probably would go out and take advantage of God's kindness, mercy, and grace. But if you understand the love of God, and you understand what grace is all about, and you understand mercy and salvation, his love will win you. That's the point. His love will win you. And that's what the gospel's all about. The gospel's not about just getting you to heaven. Come on, folks, it's so much more than that. The gospel isn't just about somehow some technicality, how we can get some bad people up into heaven. No, 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 no. The gospel message is about a God who loves us and desires a relationship with us, and he was smart enough, wise enough, to realize the way to win our hearts is through his forgiveness and mercy. That's what it's all about. So many people share the gospel in such a way it's just a technicality. It's just how do we get them up to heaven? No, the gospel. When you understand what the gospel is and the commitment God has made to us, the love God has shown us in the cross, the forgiveness he has shown us in Jesus. Folks, that ought to win your heart. That ought to win you to Jesus. That ought, that ought to take you, that ought to in, in, invoke in you a love for God that takes you far beyond what any works-based efforts could ever cause you to have. Are there other verses that talk about our eternal salvation and our eternal security? There certainly are. I think of Romans chapter 8. And in verse 29, Paul writes of, the, of us believers. He says this, For those whom the Lord foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Past tense. Scriptures already talks about us who are the children of God. As if we are called, predestined, called, justified, glorified. Now, some of this is yet to be claimed. Some of this is yet to be experienced. Our glorification is yet in the future. And yet Paul speaks of it as so certain, so sure, he speaks of it as in the past tense. Justified, of course, means that we are made right in the eyes of God. Again, past tense. What a wonderful, wonderful assurance. And then we read in Ephesians in chapter 1. And we talk about where Paul talks about receiving the Holy Spirit. And we read in verse chapter 1 and verse 13, we read this. In him, in Christ, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you are sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. 
the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a pledge, a down payment, a promise that someday God is going to complete the whole work. Someday God is going to take us to heaven. The Spirit of God has been given to us. And we read in Romans that the gifts and calling of God are, 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 are irrevocable. He will never take them back. There's so many reasons to believe. I will admit, so many reasons to believe that we are eternally secure. I will admit there are some troubling verses. And of course, there are some troubling experiences. What do we do with those who've walked away? What do we do with the warnings that we don't, that we don't be people who, who uh, believe in vain or, or so forth? I do believe this. I do believe that true saving faith, true genuine saving faith, will endure to the end. It will persevere. We will stay faithful to God. We may have times of discouragement, times of doubt, times even perhaps of a bit of backsliding, but we will be faithful to God and we will hang on to Jesus Christ throughout our life if we have true faith. I also do believe there is a false faith, an insufficient faith, believing just for a while, believing that's not genuinely trusting Jesus, that can fall away. And indeed, that's what we've, we've all seen, people who seem to believe and yet they fall away. Were they, are they saved? Well, to me, if a person would say they were you know, once active in the church and believing and so on, and yet falls away and denies the Lord. Again, I'm not talking about, you know, their trouble, discouraged, doubting, or, or a period of apathy. I'm talking about they're denying God. They're rejecting Christ. To me, that person was never saved. They were never saved. And the fact that they've fallen away is evidence that they never had a genuine saving faith to start with. So, do I believe once saved, always saved? Yes. But what I would say is, we want to make sure you're saved in the first place. Sometimes people preach a, a very weak gospel. Sometimes people don't really believe in Jesus. Sometimes their, their faith is not genuine. This is what 1 John is all about, and this is not what this series is about. So we're not going to get into that today, maybe in the future. But once we have genuine faith, genuinely believe, we can be sure that we will be saved by the power of God God was with us. Jesus said his sheep hear his voice, his sheep follow him, his sheep, he holds on to them, John chapter 10. And, he, and we are in the Father's hand and no one is stronger than him. The Father holds on to us. The Father keeps us faithful. Our faith is not just us. It's the Father, it's the Spirit, it's the Son are working together and to draw us, to sustain us, to hold on to us, and to take us safely to eternal life. You can have that confidence. If you're a true believer, don't be rattled by those who have forsaken the faith. Don't wonder if it's going to happen to you. Just make sure you hang on to Jesus as tight as you can. And, that you, you, uh, and, and the things we're going to talk about in the coming weeks, make sure, that you don't, make sure you're aware of Satan's traps and you don't fall into them. Okay? Be secure. Be strong. Be faithful. You'll be fine. Father in heaven, we thank you for the gospel message. Hallelujah. Thank you for that you've won our hearts. Thank you you've won our love. We want to thank you that our salvation is not based on earning it, working for it. It's not, there's not that fear that, that maybe I don't quite measure up. It's not the fear that maybe I've tried so hard and maybe in the future I'm going to blow it. We thank you, Jesus. Our salvation is based on what you did, not what we've done.
It's based on what you did. Our hope is in you. You fully succeeded at the cross. Indeed, you could say it is finished, and it was, and it is. Our salvation is secure, and for this we are grateful. We are thankful. We love you. We bless you today with all of our heart. You're a good, good God. You're abundant in mercy, salvation, forgiveness, and we're grateful. We're grateful. Oh, Father, we pray today that you would help us to remain faithful to our very last breath. Help us, Father, to hang on to Jesus with all we've got. Help us, Lord, never to stray away from this gospel truth. Deliver us, Lord, from drifting into legalism or works-based or thinking that somehow we've earned your salvation. Help us to keep the gospel central in our life at all times. And, Father, we do pray for those who've fallen away for whatever reason. Some of the reasons we'll talk about the next, few, next week or two. We pray, Father, for some of our loved ones. We don't give up on them. We pray they would come back. We pray, Lord, you would bring them. You, you're a God. Your arm is not so short that it cannot save. Your ear is not so dull that it cannot hear. We thank you, Lord, you're able to reach even people who seem far, far away. We ask, Lord, for even our own children and grandchildren. We ask for our relatives, sometimes our husband or our wife who's astray, a loved one, a neighbor, a, a former worship leader, someone we were close with. We went to the house of God with them in our churches, and, and now, Lord, they are far, far away from you. We pray, Father, have mercy on these people. We pray, Lord, we don't give up on them, and we thank you you don't either. While there's still breath, there's still a chance. And how we pray, bring them back to you. Lord, we give you this day to walk in your ways, to be your children, to be victorious, overcomers, walking in the power of God, filled with the joy of the Lord in all that we do. This is our strength. Thank you today. It's going to be a day of victory. We believe that, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. And amen. Hey, thanks for being along with me today. I'm, I'm still in Kansas City. I'm heading home this afternoon. I'll be with you tomorrow uh, back from my home, so we'll look forward to seeing you there. 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time every day. We're there in the Word of God and prayer. We think it makes a difference. I hope you believe that. If you're new, join us day after day. Be here for the next several months. See if it doesn't begin to change your, your faith, your attitudes, your, your, your outlook on life. It'll lift you up. I believe that. But we got to make the commitment to be here. So be here with us. Those who are here every day, I love you guys. Thanks for being here. Make sure you share this with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet and hit the notify, do so so we can keep in touch. Like the video. That helps it get posted on people's uh, home pages. So God bless you. I love you all, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye.